Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But if you're ready to level up your life and get results that truly matter in your health, business, mindset, and relationships, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Sheer Madness, where we have unscripted, real conversations with the world's top athletes, entrepreneurs, and coaches. Discover real-world and tactical advice from the best in the business. Let's go. What up, Sheer Madness fam? I hope you guys are excited for today's podcast because we are going to be talking about all things change. So if you're someone who's struggled with making changes in your life, getting the results you want, you're definitely going to want to tune in here today. And I want to start out today's podcast by just sharing a little bit of my own personal story. Recently, I was actually in the elevator and it was with this guy. I had never met him in my entire life. And he just kind of looked at me and he looked at my body that I was very physically fit. And he just was like, wow, how long have you been working out for? And I thought about it for a second and I was like, well, I was a gymnast and I was a dancer when I was younger. And then I got into weightlifting in college. And then, you know, I got into doing bodybuilding competitions. And then I just have been training ever since. So honestly, for like most of my life. And he was just like, wow, like how have you stayed so consistent with training and, you know, just being healthy and nutrition and all of that? And I kind of thought about it for a second and I was like, well, it's my identity. It's who I am. I define myself as someone who is fit, someone who's an athlete. So it's, it's not something that I do every now and then. It's something that is who I am at my core. It's my identity. And, you know, this is going to be really important as we dive into today's podcast on creating change in our life. And I'm here to tell you that I'm not any smarter or more talented than any of you guys, but I have mastered one specific area in my life, and that is the power of identity. Now, your identity is your thoughts, ideas, concepts, and beliefs that you hold true about yourself. And this is the governor to every single area of your life. The level of change you experience in your life is based on the level of your ability to alter your identity. I'm going to repeat that again. The level of change you experience in your life is based on your ability to alter your identity. And you will always, always, always be consistent with what you believe your identity is. So if you're someone who defines themselves as an athlete, someone who's physically fit, you will always prove that to yourself in some way, shape, or form. And, um, I was actually listening to a podcast recently. I'm a big fan of Ed Milet, but he gives this analogy on identity as basically your life's thermostat. And it sets the temperature of the conditions of your life in every single area. And for many of us, we think of our life being influenced by external circumstances, but the fact of the matter is we cannot control external factors, but we can always control internal factors. And that's going to be our identity, what we believe about ourselves to be true, and our faith. 
Now, external circumstances are basically kind of like the windows in your home, if we're looking at the analogy of a thermostat. If you open a window and if it's hot outside, it's going gonna, it's gonna to warm up the room for a bit, but that thermostat is always going to kick in and bring that temperature back down. So if you're trying to create change in your life and it doesn't match the identity that you hold to be true about yourself, that thermostat is always going to kick in and bring you back to the beliefs that you hold about yourself. And that is literally what is happening when we're trying to make changes in our life. Kind of think of like if you're trying to lose weight, but your identity is someone who is maybe overweight, someone who's insecure, you're going to end up gaining that weight back because our mind doesn't want to be wrong. It always wants to prove ourselves to be right. So if your brain thinks, hey, this is my identity that I've been carrying around for most of my life, and someone who's overweight, I'm someone who's unhealthy, it's going to always find a way to prove that to be true. And maybe you find yourself in a toxic relationship and in the same relationship over and over and over again. What is the identity that you are carrying around? What is the belief that you have about your own value and the way that you show up in a relationship or the relationship that you deserve? So once we accept this truth, this fact, that it's not the external things, but the internal things that create change, this is where we can begin to create massive change. So think about someone. Have you ever known someone who's made a lot of money and no longer does? Have you ever met someone who had an incredible body and maybe they got physically fit and then they got back out of shape? Have you thought about everybody who does all of those new year resolutions? I'm, I'm going to, again, lose the weight. I'm going to you know, achieve this goal, but then they always fall back to where they were before because the reality is their identity didn't change. They were looking at external factors and the thermostat in their life remained the exact same. You can have all the skills, but literally be turning on the air conditioner of your life. You may know what to do, how to lose the weight, but struggle to be consistent. And this is what I see with so many of my clients even too. They come into my office and they say, I know what I need to do. I need to lose weight. I know how to eat healthy, but I'm just struggling. And for some reason, I just can't stay consistent. I can't keep the weight off. I do it for a period of time. And I always end up back where I was before. How many of you have ever thought that exact same thought? Have you seen this going on in your life, going back to where it was before? This is your thermostat, aka the identity that's doing that to you. And we have multiple thermostats. We have a health thermostat and a fitness thermostat, money thermostat, relationships, faith, And our identities are the governor of our life. So we can learn these skills, strategies that may for a while heat our life up. We may lose that weight for a period of time. We may make a little bit more money for a period of time. But we also have to change the thoughts we think, our beliefs, and those values that we hold about ourselves, or we always fall back to be the same as we were before. So one of the biggest things that we can do when trying to create change in our life 
is look at our identity and what is the identity that we're carrying around about ourselves. Another reason why change can be really hard beyond identity is because honestly, most of us are living on autopilot and we've been living on autopilot for so long. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing in terms of good or bad. It's actually been a protective mechanism that many of us have been doing since we've been kids. But think about even like driving to work. Sometimes you you don't even know like how you got to work. We're on autopilot mode. You take the same street that you've been driving for the last 10 years. You turn on the same uh, directions and you end up at the same place. And this is what is autopilot mode. And for many of us, we know that we need to eat better. We know we need to work out, love our partner more, but why don't we do it? If it's just as easy as knowing what to do, knowing that we need to eat healthier, why is it something that we all struggle with so much? And it's because we are not always consciously choosing. We're using these past conditioning patterns and these neural pathways that have been formed since we were young kids, this autopilot mode. And these were behaviors that we needed at one point in time to get us where we are at today. And in many situations, they actually even served for a way to protect us at some point in our life. Um, But for many of us, they're not needed anymore. And they're really not serving the current changes that we want to make in our life or even the identities that we want to carry in our life anymore. And I I do want to be clear about this, but it is not a moral failure that you've been stuck if you've been repeating autonomic behavior. It is literally your body's safe place. And it's been what we've been doing for so long. So if you think about it, if for the last 30, 40 years, you've been thinking the same thoughts, which about, I'd say about, the majority of the thoughts we think on a daily basis are just repetitive thoughts that we've been thinking for most of our life. It is going to be hard to create change in our life. And when we're running on this autopilot, this primitive or this subconscious part of our mind drives our reaction. And it's not something we do consciously. It's not a direct decision that we make. It's something that we just do because we've been doing it for a long time. And um, I've read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, but one thing he always uh, states in his book is neurons that fire together actually wire together. So when we think a certain thought, the brain is being fired and wired in a certain direction. And the the more it fires in this direction, the easier it goes in that direction. So it is not as easy as just saying, hey, I'm going to change and go this direction now. Especially when our brain has been firing in a certain way for that long. And our subconscious actually stores every single experience we've ever had. And it's not just a neural storehouse of facts and figures. It's emotional, it's reactive, and it's oftentimes very, very irrational as well too. But the reality is most of us are stuck in this subconscious programming that we've been living for the majority of our life. And programming that we've been 
following since we've been a small child because that's when most of these pathways were formed with our brain. And they actually used to say that it's, it's impossible to create change after I think it's like age 30. Um, but we now know that not to be true. There's something called neuroplasticity where we can rewire the brain to a different neural pathway. Uh, but it does require some work. It's not as easy as just saying, hey, I'm going to change and we're done with it. It's going to take hard work. So this is one of the other reasons why change is so hard and why honestly many of us feel stuck. Have you, have you guys ever said that before? I feel stuck here with where I'm at. We try to push ourselves out of this autopilot. We face resistance out of our mind and our body. And that subconscious mind wants us to remain in a place where it's safe and known, which turns out to be the one that we've been living over and over again. And this is something we call our comfort zone. And it's especially hard if we haven't been aware of this ever in our entire life. So imagine if you've never been aware of the fact that you've been on this autopilot mode, you've been following this specific neural pathway for the most of your life, and then you try to create change, and then you just end up with this resistance, this like uneasiness, and it's, it's really, really uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be because you're now entering a place that is completely unknown. And that's literally why we call it the comfort zone, because it is comfortable to be there. And there's a lot of uneasiness and there's a lot of resistance when we're trying to create change. Another reason as to why it's hard is because the mind and body always wants to conserve energy as much as possible. And being in this autopilot mode, it requires the least amount of energy because it knows exactly what it wants to expect. And it's also why it is so unsettling and exhausting when our routines are disrupted. And every time we attempt to make a choice that is outside of our default programming, our subconscious mind will always attempt to pull us back in to the familiar by creating that mental resistance. So knowing, just knowing that there's going to be mental resistance and preparing for that can help you create the change that you want. And when we feel this mental resistance, this can be both um, a physical discomfort and a mental discomfort. And sometimes we'll even get things like cyclical thoughts of, I just can't do this. I could, maybe I'll do this a bit later. I don't want to, I don't need to. Or even for some people, a physical symptom like anxiety And for many of us, we give in because it's a very, very uncomfortable and unsettling place to be. And over time, when we constantly give in to this uneasy feeling, this actually leads to low confidence and a distrust in ourselves. So when we're trying to create this change in our life, I like to use some affirmations. One that I use quite a bit is act in spite of thoughts, feelings, moods, and emotions. So sometimes when I get home from work and I'm just sitting on my couch, it's just never a good idea when you want to go work out to sit down on the couch. But sometimes I do. And when I do, all of the thoughts come over me. Maybe you could just stay here, take a day off. And 
by all means, there are some days that we should take a day off and listen to our body. But I think we know the difference when we just don't feel like it or when our body truly needs a day of rest. So I always use the affirmation, act in spite of thoughts, feeling, moods, and emotions. And I also sometimes will use the affirmation, I'm going to take the path of most resistance. And that actually has to do, again, with the identity. I am somebody who takes the path of most resistance. And that's something that I believe about myself. So when those uneasiness and those emotions come up, I can literally affirm myself and then reroute in the direction that I truly want to go. And for many of you even listening, you may be feeling an agitation and unease right now, even just the realizing that you've been running on an autopilot or even being in a comfort zone for quite some time. And one thing that's important to do if this is you is notice that feeling, how it feels in the body. Try as much as possible not to judge it because that's something that we oftentimes do. We we judge a certain way that we're feeling. We say we should or we shouldn't feel a certain way when emotions are really just gauges for us uh, to change and they're catalysts for change. So I want you to notice if you are feeling any kind of resistance or uneasiness, if you have been living in autopilot and you don't like it. And it is perfectly okay to make this acknowledgement that you've enjoyed comfort over change. And it's actually a very crucial step to change because actually acknowledging this is so hard for many people because it is thought that being miserable enough should be enough to want to do things differently. But that's not always necessarily true. To overcome your habits, you must understand that even though you view them as negative, they have served you in many ways in the past. And I think that's what's so difficult is because these habits that we've created have served us in some way, shape, or form. Um, Even think like a smoker, which we know smoking is not good for you, but it still serves that person in some way, shape, or form. So when they're feeling anxious or they're feeling stressed out, they go outside, they smoke a cigarette and they feel better. So it's been some kind of a coping mechanism that has served them. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it in the first place. So there is a comfort in knowing, yes, exactly how our day is going to go, being in this comfort zone. But if you're able to face the reality that you might be underperforming to keep yourself comfortable you actually allow yourself the possibility to change and address the emotions that you've long overlooked. So kind of rewinding a little bit, the first step to change is the awareness of the role that our identity is playing in our life, that our identity is literally the thermostat for a life. And if we can't change our identity, we can't change our life. The second is the acknowledgement that we've probably been living in a comfort zone. Now, this isn't good, it's not bad, but we've been living in a comfort zone that maybe served us at some point in our life, but no longer serves us today. Now, the next step to change is actually that neuroplasticity. It is rewiring the brain. And after we have the awareness of the conditioned patterns in our life, 
we now need to create new experiences in our life. And our brain is not going to believe something about ourselves that it's never done before. Our brain is, is much, much smarter than we think it is. And our, or I should say our subconscious brain is much smarter than we think it is. We try to outsmart it with our conscious brain. And this is where I think for some who struggle with this, actually setting small goals can be better than creating like a massive all or one type change. Now I have two types of clients. I have some people who do really well creating massive change and doing um, a lot all at once. And I have some people who it doesn't work well for. And we need to create small goals that sometimes are even just very insignificant goals that we can stick with consistently on a daily basis. So I've talked about this on one of my other podcasts. Maybe this is waking up in the morning and drinking a full glass of water immediately when you wake up, but doing that consistently on a daily basis. Because when we do this, the brain is remarkably able to recognize itself and grow new connections between neurons. And your brain has to go to work to believe it's true. It's not just going to believe something on its own, which is why if you can stick with a diet or you can stick with a lot of different things for 30 days, it gets much easier. And we feel a lot of resistance in those early stages, those first couple of days, that first week. But once we hit that 30 day mark, we start to say, hey, this is becoming a habit now. And a habit is when we start to form those neural pathways in a different way. And what we're actually doing is that neuroplasticity. So we have to build a discipline habit muscle. We have to make a promise to ourselves, maybe small, and keep it every single day. Now, the last key to change is, I will say, questioning our thoughts because the reality is, is that most of us are carrying around some kind of story, similar to our identities maybe that we've been carrying around, but it's a story that no longer serves us in where we are at today and even who we are today or the life that we are wanting to create for ourselves. And this is also another reason why many of us may feel quote unquote stuck. We have a story that we've been telling ourselves. Maybe it's a failure you've had, maybe a failed relationship, a mistake, but you're repeating this story over and over again while you're trying to create this whole new identity. And the reality is you can't bring that old story into this new identity of who you are. And one of the most freeing feelings is actually realizing that you are not your thoughts. And although, and this may get a little bit twisted, although we are the thinker of our thoughts, we are not the thoughts themselves. And we can at any point in time change the story or the meaning that we give to the things that happen in our life because we get to control the scripts in our life. I will say we get to control the scripts in our life and God gets to control the scripts in our life. So what is the new story that serves you? What is the old story that you've been telling yourself? And what is the new story that you want to tell yourself that actually serves you? So how can we create massive change in our life? 
I'd say it's by recognizing the identity that you have, by awareness of the repetitive thoughts, feelings, and actions that we have, how we've been maybe living on autopilot, living in a comfort zone, and then creating consistent new experiences for ourselves and creating a story that serves the future vision of ourselves. So it may sound complex with the way that I'm explaining it, but I really want you guys to understand that, yes, change is hard. But I think the only reason that change is hard is because many of us don't understand these concepts. We don't understand that our identity is the thermostat for our life and that we are carrying around an identity that no longer serves us or that does not fit with the life that we want to create for ourselves, that we will always fall back to that old identity. That many of us are on this autopilot mode that we've been living for most of our life and that in order to create new patterns in our life, we have to prove it to ourselves. We first have to have the awareness of those patterns in our life of that identity, but we have to prove it to ourselves consistently over and over again and know that there's going to be resistance on the way. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I know this was a very complex topic, but I would love to hear your guys' feedback, leave me a review, share this podcast with a friend, and let me know some different topics that you want me to talk about next time. So hope you guys enjoyed today. And this has been Sheer Madness.